So with me as always is Cheery Darso Hi. and Jonathan Hardesty. Hi. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't ask you before we got started. You love my puns. I mean, I my not quite pun puns. <laughs> <laughs> they're quite punny, but they're still pretty punny. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, yeah, sometimes I always want to ask before we start the episode, what is it going to be? And then I don't really ever think about it before you ask me. That's the genius of it, though. <laughs> And I think this took you like the least amount of time to come up with. Like this one just happened. Because her last name is Middler. No, no, wait. Oh, I Middle. got it. I, oh yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> the so the joke was received. <laughs> yeah, joke understood and enjoyed yep. and, and delighted in. But right? I can't wait to hear three more weeks of them. John, I also have to tell you the thing that I said to my cousin. Oh God, this one's not even a pun. John Brian does not appreciate it as much as I wanted him to. Okay. Except I okay. don't think anyone does. We'll, we'll let the audience decide. This definitely has to do with the movie Ruthless People. Well, please. <laughs> My cousin decided to quit his job. I think I think he was working for a local TV station. I don't remember. Working for a thing. Yeah. Uh, in Louisiana. And now he's going to be working as a videographer for a parano- paranormal investigator show. And I said, glow up, more like ghost up. so many people are laughing right now (laughs) i bet people had to pull over on their way to work just to calm down from that zinger you know what imagine it was to pull over for something i forgot his name now norm mcdonald norm mcdonald norm mcdonald would appreciate my jokes (laughs) you needed to spend like 10 more minutes i don't have the delivery that he has i mean only he did so that's that's very fair but i think he'd appreciate them i mean you might be right (laughs) let's talk about ruthless people (laughs) so here we are uh starting week one of bet midler month uh and our months now are just kind of like what i always thought they ended up being which would be a random four weeks collection of episodes um which i'm sort of fine with Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. just kind of works for us uh, more scheduling wise as uh well we keep having to miss weeks for various shit and uh various shit we're sorry but we're doing the best we can we got we got an episode now it's called ruthless people so let's yeah. talk about it uh i was very unfamiliar with this movie i i knew of it i knew i was going to see it at some point because i love the whole cast or at least the cast that i was aware of i was unaware of a lot of people on this um and i just never got around to it and i'm very happy that i did this was fucking great John, you're kind of the same boat, right? Yeah. No, I had never heard of this movie before, but I knew that there was a movie out there where Judge Reinhold wore a clown mask. (laughs) (laughs) That moment killed Brian. (laughs) Oh, God. And then he just got me like when I was taking a drink. That hiccup burp hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So hadn't heard of this movie at all and didn't know what to expect going in. I had seen this on TV at some point as a child. Uh 
I know that being it on television, I did not understand what was going on in that car. Because <laughs> uh, they definitely could not show the explicit nudity that they later on showed in this movie. Right. <clears throat> so I was just like, are they murdering her? Are they not? I don't know what's happening. I don't know how old I was. <laughs> but <laughs> other than that, as a child, even though I didn't understand how this movie, I loved this movie. And even today, I love this movie. Like, outside, even more as an adult, I think the thing that got me the most as a child was the design. Because it's so 80s. It's very 80s. Uh, like, the 80s that you're like, did this 80s actually exist, 80s? <laughs> I mean, it did in the movies. Yeah. And then in real life, everyone was just on so much blow. They thought that's what it looked like. Yeah. Instead, everything was just really brown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is your living room on blow. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I loved it as a child for unknown reasons. And now I love it as an adult for all the great reasons. And Bette Midler. Because it's a great movie. Yeah. And Bette Midler. Uh, do you want to do a very quick breakdown? Sure. As quickly as you can. All right. So this movie's called Ruthless People. And in this movie, you got Danny DeVito, pre-Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But also kind of not. But as far as we know, <laughs> this is the precursor to Always Sunny in Philadelphia because he is a rich guy who hates his wife. It works. <laughs> uh, so Bette Midler is his wife. She gets abducted. Uh, there's a ransom. Danny DeVito doesn't care. And Judge Reinhold and I forget the woman's name who is his wife. Uh, just don't quite know what to do about that. <laughs> Helen Slater. Yep. Yeah. Um. And then Danny DeVito's also cheating on his wife with this uh, redhead, fiery redhead, who's dating Bill Pullman, <laughs> and Bill Pullman is just amazing completely <laughs> playing an idiot and doing a great job <laughs> so it's all a whole lot of like who's trying to screw who so and bill pullman <laughs> is uh dating the redhead and him and her are also trying to kind of do a ransom thing kind of blackmail everyone's trying to out maneuver out blackmail out being ruthless towards each other yeah uh and none of them are very cooperative none of them are particularly smart yeah and it all comes to a head at the end where it all just kind of fits together in a cute little package it really does kind of button up nicely yeah because it because really it's all because bet midler is very smart and she knows exactly how to screw over her husband yeah, she plays him like a fiddle yeah like, even as a child, I freaking love the sequence when she's, quote unquote, being tortured. <laughs> yes, yes. Ah! <laughs> For, I mean, I, I could do the whole thing, just the whole uh, episode. Just going, I love this Bed Mittler part, and I love this Bed Mittler part, and I love this, you know, Judge Reinhold scene i guess he's got multiple scenes he does and like I, yeah we can talk about it just to get it out of the way why i think this movie's been kind of unfortunately forgotten is i think all this stuff is very funny and i think it all works together but none of it is like the for some reason it just never rose that level of like the funniest thing ever and i think just because of that and the era it came out in it was forgotten whereas like it 
it's so good on its own merits. It doesn't need that one scene or that one sequence that have been like so memorable. People would have kept the movie in their head. Does that make sense? Kind of. Like, yeah, I feel like a lot of the movies from this era were so popular, but they always kind of like have like one major thing or a couple major things. You're like, oh, that's my favorite moment from that movie. And I feel like Ruthless People is just good from beginning to end. So it never has that standout moment that makes you go back to it. It also doesn't have any like particularly sexy moments. And it doesn't have what any. What are you talking about? And it doesn't the car. Have... That's not a sexy moment. It's just <laughs> funny. Uh, and there's no particularly violent moments either. Yeah, for a movie called Ruthless People, they don't really do much. Well, they also, do a lot of plotting. It's all about yeah. who's actually ruthless. And it, like that's one of the things I love about John, Judge Reinhold's uh, character. is He's not ruthless. He's just a, a guy who's trying to be bigger than he actually is. And then when he really goes for it at his retail job, he immediately feels bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Because he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He just, you know, he feels like he got screwed over. Yeah. So he's trying to level the playing field. And then it turns out trying to level the playing field doesn't work when the person you're doing a ransom on doesn't love their wife. Not only doesn't love their wife, was already planning on killing their wife. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he was on his way to kill her. And then he gets there. He's like, oh, she's fucking gone. (laughs) Bonus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think another thing, too, is that compared to this other this director's other work this one isn't as flashy uh which is weird to say because it's pretty flashy but yeah i mean from the guy who did the... top secret airplane kentucky fried movie naked gun uh basketball uh all those it's a little and... more subdued yeah. yeah this one's more it's, subdued I, I wouldn't go with subdued i'd go with grounded yeah grounded yeah that that seems better and, and i think that's what works ultimately like why i liked it a lot because <clears throat> this director is not very grounded and there's no. a point where his work greats on me and like i love some of the older stuff um like airplanes hilarious but after a while of watching it and years of watching it you're just like okay it's a bit zany for my taste whereas this is darkly comedic and in a weird way by being more grounded and not so outrageous it kind of was outrageous from a plot standpoint it kind of let the plot do the work for once yeah i can kind of see that like it was kind of this weird like, it's such a ridiculous movie. Like, it is just, in and of itself, when you just kind of, like, break it down, like, what happens. It's like, this movie is just fucking nonsense. But it's played very straight, so it kind of, it's almost at odds with itself. But in, like, the best way possible. It's almost like, it's almost, uh, like, British dry humor that you might find from IT Crowd or, uh, you know, Black Books or something like that. <clears throat> where... This is kind of a, an American version of it. The comedy is much more straightforward, much more uh, serious about it, <laughs> serious about itself. So it kind of creates this weird American dry, I guess. Yeah, I see, especially like everything with the cops. <laughs> yes, because the cops are just—they're so willing and they're so innocent, and they're not actually that bad at their jobs they're not great <laughs> but they're good is this what don't worry about that oh. just keep talking <clears throat> i mean they're pretty good at you know doing a sting because especially at the end when they specifically told danny devito no we're not going to help you anymore and then they just show up 
and they are helping and they and in any other normal world they would have gotten the guy they would have gotten judge reinhold but they were just kind of dumbfounded about it because they they still wanted to find bet midler and bill pullman shows up (laughs) to try to rob him from robbing Danny DeVito. <laughs> what does he say exactly? I was trying to remember the exact line. Is it just, I'm robbing you, asshole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm robbing you, asshole. And Judge Reinhold is just like, what? <laughs> Who are you? There's cops everywhere. And Bill Pullman just looks around and be like, no, there ain't. <laughs> and even when the cops like shoot at him, he's just like, who shot at me? Did you just shoot at me? <laughs> I think, th- I think there's a look where... You might be looking where... at the dumbest person alive. <laughs> His look when they first talk, and he's like, what? Where? Is it God talking to me right now? <laughs> I just... His fucking confidence when he goes into rob him is just... <laughs> It's easily my favorite part of the movie. Like, like we'll get to favorite <laughs> moments later or favorite quote or whatever it is. But my God, like that entire sequence is just like, are you just not paying attention? <laughs> He's dumb. He's a complete moron. And complete morons are rare. I mean, that's true. <laughs> Well, and I love his, like, he's got dumb face, and I don't know how a nicer way to put it, but it's from a comedic standpoint. He can just stare straight ahead, slightly eye squinted, and you're like, oh, he's an idiot. I wish Bill Pullman had leaned more into his comedic chops, because with him in this movie and him in Spaceballs and every other time I've seen him do comedy, he's great. Yeah. He had really good comedic timing, or has really good comedic timing. He just doesn't really do it. Yeah, they never put him in comedies. No. They always keep wanting to... I mean, he was a great president. I know Brian disagrees, but I think he was a great president. Uh, I do disagree. um, (laughs) He was a good ghost. When was he a ghost? Casper! I always forget (laughs) that he ends up becoming a ghost at the end of that movie. That's a weird movie. Um, But you know who's always funny? And is also hysterically funny in this? Ben Midler? I was going to go with Danny DeVito. Oh, I was going to say Bette Midler for last. I mean, we're here to talk about Bette Midler, so we got to talk about Danny DeVito first. Get him out of the way. Yeah. Holy fuck, he's funny in this movie. <laughs> and it's that it's that perfect brand of Danny DeVito humor. And it's just, like, not recently anymore, but, like, in the past, like, what was it, five years ago? We went and saw a play with Danny DeVito in it just because it was Danny DeVito live on stage. Yeah. And it's like, how often are you get a chance to see this? You got to go see that. And it there's just something special about the way he does comedy that is just so like aggressive and mean and just like, he's the shittiest person on screen, no matter who's on screen with him, (laughs) but you also love him and you can't stop laughing at almost everything he says. He is like the most lovable piece of slime you could ever (laughs) encounter. (laughs) Like, cause everything he does in this movie is just like, Oh wow, this is so skeezy. So slimy. And you're like, but I want to, I'm kind of rooting for you in a weird way. Like his entire like plot in this is just awful thing after awful <laughs> thing. Like you're introduced as a guy, to the guy as he's on his way home to murder his wife. Like the whole reason things get bad for him at the end is because he left his old murder weapons out. And they're like, <laughs> I'm gonna go plant some evidence on the. Huh. We There's just, just evidence here. <laughs> There's just evidence here. <laughs> just the moment when the police chief who's trying to frame him just goes. Really? 
See, that's what I mean. Like, we can say this movie's grounded all we want, but it's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but Danny DeVito just sells it in every scene. Like, the, the phone calls between him and Judge Reinhold when they're trying to drive down the price. It just fucking killed me. And it's even better because before they even have the discussion of bringing down the price on Bette Midler, he's telling a cop how much he hates bad salesmen. <laughs> And the first sign of a bad salesman (laughs) is someone who brings down the price. (laughs) It's just so well crafted of like, oh, God. Oh, no. And then he just starts bringing down the price. (laughs) He gets all the way to Bette Midler later. Like, what's it down to now? Uh, About about 10,000. What the hell? Am I on discount? Have I been kidnapped by Kmart? (laughs) (laughs) And I love that I don't give a shit how he could have gone down to 10 bucks and Danny DeVito's still like, nah, killer. <laughs> I'm yeah. back here with the he $10. Yeah, he doesn't want her back. <laughs> oh my God. And he's just a joy in the whole movie as the worst thing ever. It's just so much fun. Like, and I say this as a big It's Always Funny, Always Sunny fan. So like, I love that version of Danny DeVito. But man, like seeing him do it when he's younger is just, it's it's a special kind of fun. You could see how, his trajectory in life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's just interesting to see that it's always sunny thing going on, but with yeah, like you said, younger and energetic. Like when he's when he's boasting to his uh side hustle, his, his side squeeze that he got, he did it. She's kidnapped. But like, there's a miscommunication between them, and he's just dancing around, like, oh yeah, baby, and clicking his heels. And I'm going to do it to you. <laughs> just her going, what? He just goes for gusto in that in that scene. And it's great. Just that fuck. The, every misunderstanding in this movie is just baffling. But that one is just so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we talk about Bette Midler? Bette Midler. She's talking about Bette Midler. Where they always like to be like, Bette Midler, she's out of shape. No, she's not. I mean, they don't do that in Seinfeld. Seinfeld, she's a badass and tries to steal home, but then ends up, you know. That's true. Getting injured. But it's the same sort of thing <laughs> that they did in uh, First Wives Club. When she's supposed to be like da- downy or homey and chubby and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, y'all just put baggy clothes on her. Bette Midler's always been fit. Yeah. <laughs> And she's a badass. Then she's a badass. But like, yeah. even just like being a badass in, like, beyond the fact that I'm pretty sure you can say she's unfit, she's going to kick the shit out of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> her level of confidence, like, it's just, it's magnetizing. Mm-hmm. Like, she's so fucking energetic, and she's so confident in like her comedy and her characters and stuff. Like, it's so hard not to just sit back and enjoy. Yeah. When she's doing that whole spiel against uh, to the kidnapper about what it's going to be like to get shot and killed, it fucking killed me. By the firing me. squad. By the firing squad. <laughs> Sometimes they miss and they don't hit any major artery. So you just lie there, bleeding. Well, it's funny because, again, not having any idea what this movie was going to be about, knowing Bette Midler for the most part, but not having not seen a lot of her movies, the... <sighs> Her arrival to the movie pays off so well in this because everyone's like, she like Danny DeVito's like, I don't like her. She's a terror. I hate her. I want to kill her. And then she basically almost kills the her kidnappers just for them to get her to the basement. So she's already been building up to this a reveal and to have all that. 
is just great. I don't know. I, I was delightfully surprised by every move that she made in this. And she paid off all the build up to her arrival. I, I don't know. She did a great job with that. She did. And it, it's just played off so well by Judge Reinhold and uh, I forgot her name again. The wife. Um, because Judge Reinhold is just he's faking it till he makes it. He doesn't really know what he's doing. And but he's never going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. You the, make it. The intention is to eventually make it. Stood no fucking chance. Because <laughs> he's not that good at faking it. Uh, <laughs> and his wife is just such a meek, innocent woman who definitely, this was not her idea. She just didn't have the gusto to tell her husband to stop. <laughs> and like, I'll say my favorite line right now. My favorite line is when she's cooking dinner and she's just talking to her her husband and she's like and she's just so mean to me <laughs> and Judge Reinhold's like you're her kidnapper <laughs> what do you think she's going to do you're her kidnapper she's not supposed to like you <laughs> and I just look between her and Ben Midler they're the polar opposites of like women but then they end up bonding later in this movie as well and it's just so fun to watch yeah I kind of hope <laughs> I kind of hoped that they would bond. Like, again, just her meekness, their whole ineptitude as kidnappers. I was like, you know what would be really great? It's if they all became friends. <laughs> it's like, and especially the part when she lets Bette Midler go. Like, I let her go. Her go. <laughs> and Judge Reinhold is just like, what? <laughs> but nothing compares to his astonishment after they're attacked by a serial killer that's going around town. And they've gotten rid of the serial killer. And then not even like missing a beat, John Reinhold just looks back at Bed Midler and goes, you came back? (laughs) 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 Why? They were meant for each other. I mean, they really were. (laughs) And the only person who knew it from the beginning was the, uh, the, the, how am I keep blanking on her name? Um, Sandy. Sandy. Yeah, they can't remember the actor's name, but yeah, because she's the one who's like, oh, "I want to be friends with Bette Midler." Bette <laughs> like, "Fuck you, you kidnapped me!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But they ran away to Paris together at the end of the movie. Maybe, the, maybe. Yeah, they're supposed to start a line, a fashion line, which we didn't really talk about how much this movie revolves around fashion, really which didn't. is very much a ruthless uh, industry to get into. I mean, that's the whole reason why the kidnappers kidnap. Yeah, because Sandy is a fashionista. She came up with an idea for uh, spandex miniskirts, which our sensibilities today, I'm like, someone actually had to invent that? But, uh, and Danny DeVito stole that from her, and that's why they want to ransom off his wife. And it's like, he stole that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's making all these other really cool outfits that Bette Midler falls in love with while she's still captive and then they decide that they're going to go into business together and it all works out in the end you don't really know danny devito might be dead by the end because she does kick him off a pier i mean he kind of i mean not necessarily deserve it but you don't know if he landed on the sand or on the in the water he landed somewhere he landed somewhere his his character is gone at that point 
Like we said, yeah. it's the prequel to It's Always Sunny. So he landed in Philadelphia. <laughs> well, if it's a prequel to It's Always Sunny, then it's Frank. And as we all know, Frank doesn't sink. He just floats there. He just bobs there like an apple. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be fine. I, I do love that scene, though, where the cops are like, it's so great that they can make their marriage work. And she's punching the shit out of him. <laughs> and that she's like, her physical comedy in that scene alone is worth the price of entry or admittance, I guess, if we were going to use a theater yeah. metaphor. But... It was great. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I feel absolutely. like I, I feel like I'm saying that throughout this whole thing. I was like, this part's great. This part's great. But it's a great movie that it may, a lot of people just forgot. Yeah, no, it really is. And, and I think, I mean, after the last month we did of movies where we're just like, <laughs> oof, <laughs> like having like a legit really good movie is like, ooh, that was nice. <laughs> a bit of whiplash having a, a, something so good after a month of something so not good. Yeah, after a month of Ghost of Mars. Um, I did tell a bunch of people to watch that at work. (laughs) Were you mad at them? (laughs) We were talking about whether or not there was going to be life outside of Earth and whether or not there's life on Mars. And one guy's like, we have stuff there. We've taken photos. There's no life on Mars. I'm like, we have two robots just kind of screwing around on an entire planet. And you're telling me there's definitely no life on Mars. <laughs> I would love just to have like a wide cam of like a whole bunch of aliens just hiding behind the camera. Like, oh, no, it's looking for us again. Just <laughs> dance around it. And they're not digging. There's could be entire caverns underneath this rock. I love <laughs> that your, your argument against is there life on Mars is have you seen ghost of Mars? <laughs> like eventually got to ghost of Mars. Of course it did. And no one knew <laughs> right, what I was right. talking about. None of of them, course they did it. <laughs> no one knew that this movie even happened. So I'm like, yes, you go watch ghost of Mars. <laughs> right, let's talk about favorite quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I got to leave with the ghost of Mars rant though. <laughs> Not a rant. It's more of a guy who's saying there's definitive proof that there's no life currently on Mars. I'm like, please. We got two go-karts just running around. That doesn't mean shit. We get photos of scenery. It's pretty easy to avoid a go-kart. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, my God. All right, I'll go first. I have my quote just kind of sitting here because I, uh, I I had a specific line that I wanted to remember. And it's a Judge Reinhold line. And it, it's one of those lines that only Judge Reinhold can say in the way that he can say them as, like, that quintessential 80s, like, Almost cool guy, but no. I, Sandy, it's over. Sam isn't going to pay the ransom. He couldn't care less. I'm no criminal. I can't even sell retail. And that's legal. (laughs) (laughs) Just that sheer disappointment of like. (laughs) That's real. (laughs) That's legal. I love it. I still love it when Sandy goes. She's just so mean to me. <laughs> she's cooking and she's crying and I'm like, you're a kidnapper. Oh, Judge Reinhold's just so frustrated. <laughs> uh, I think for me, we mentioned it earlier in the episode here, the um, talking about the firing squad, missing all the major arteries, but her delivery of and bleeding and bleeding and bleeding. And just the way she performed that. Uh, I thought it was great. That, that that sequence is so goddamn funny. <laughs> That's one of those things where, like, uh, 
Like it's not the earliest thing in that movie, but it's pretty like eh, maybe in the first third. But it's kind of like in Barb and Star when it gets to, like the conversation about Trish, where I'm like, oh, oh, I do enjoy this movie. Oh, I really enjoy this movie. <laughs> Ruthless people. It was that whole sequence there. Before that, I'm enjoying the like I'm I'm along for the ride. I love everybody in this. And then I get to the bleeding, bleeding, bleeding. I'm like, oh no, this is a movie for me. I I'm. You know, I think Ruthless people and Barb and Star could exist in the same universe. <laughs> a shared universe. Yeah. As much as I want to agree with you, I don't think there's anything that exists in the Barb and Star universe <laughs> but Barb and Star. <laughs> <laughs> I could do a whole month on the Barb and Star, just that one movie. We'll just watch it four times in a row, and I'd be so fine okay, with that. But I'll uh, do it. Movies, <laughs> you know, ridiculous. that would be a, that'd be a funny idea. Just take a different tack in our review each week. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Barb and Star Month. I'm trying to remember Watching the, all month long. the quote of like seagulls listen to me or something. Was it? Seagulls in the sand. Can you hear my prayer? Yeah. Oh, no. I remember the movie very well. <laughs> all right. Double features. Um, now I just want to watch this and watch Barb and Star. Well, there's Chewie's. <laughs> Do you want that to be your double feature? I'm, well, I'm let fine me think with it. I can think of something better. I'm not sure if you can, but yeah. it's a good one. I'm going to go with mine because I successfully didn't bring it up throughout the entire episode and I'm so proud of myself. Uh, So my double feature this week will be, uh, it's a bit of a jarring one, but it makes sense if you bear with me. So you're going to start with Ruthless People and it's going to be the enjoyable romp that it is. And then you're going to watch Speed. (laughs) Okay. Because the guy who shot Speed or the guy who shot Ruthless People directed Speed. And I I think that's fun. (laughs) You know what? I would also do a double feature of this movie with Super Mario Brothers. No, God, why? Because I think they could be in the same universe. No. Why not? Uh. That's just my sensibilities right there. Do a top movies for Chewie to watch, and everyone's just like, oh, God. Why is Super Mario Brothers on here 10 times? <laughs> Followed by should... Ghost of Mars, and then. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers way more than I liked Ghost of Mars. That's, that's, well, not, yeah. that, that's not a big jump. <laughs> <laughs> Wahoo! Um, I'll go with, as a double feature, something that uh, we've devoted a whole podcast to, a different podcast to, uh, what we do, uh, <laughs> just drew a blank. It's just what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows, yes. Let me, Is let me the podcast title throwing you? Yeah, yeah. I suddenly was like, where we're at in the shadows? I got really Wait, weird down who, what, track. When, where, and why we do in the shadows? Yes. I, I got to shadows, and I lost everything else. It's just like, <laughs> control A, delete. Um, so I'm going to go with what we do in the shadows. Uh, just because I, I think there's something very similar in the way that they do their humor, just from a different area of the world. <laughs> this is a kind of an american dry humor and then what we do in the shadows is very uh, taika and his thing and yeah new zealand new zealand new zealand yeah but i I think they i think they both managed to not get too far from like not too zany i mean what we do in the shadows is zany but these both feel very similarly like reined in a bit which makes them even funnier i mean they both have somewhat competent somewhat stupid cops in them yes <laughs> yeah fuck that part in what we do in the shadows with the uh 
Oh, we should kill them. Or or we could just let them keep walking around and pointing out other safety hazards. <laughs> <laughs> They've had pretty good safety tips. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's a good movie. All right. Uh, next week. Well, next week is going to be uh, Thanksgiving, so we're probably not going to release an episode next week. But the week yeah. after that. In uh, a future week. We will. <laughs> in a future week. Uh, the end of this uh, year has gotten a little crazy, if you can't tell by our very sporadic release schedule. Wow, that was really hard to get out of my mouth. Um, we're going to release these episodes as we can, is all I'm going to be able to say. Um, next episode. There we go. Yeah. Um, Chewie's really excited for this one. Mm. On the edge of her seat. So happy to watch it. Mm. Beaches. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of movies who exist just to make you cry. How yeah. am I the only one on this show who's like, hell yeah, we're watching Beaches. <laughs> it's kind of like today when an episode of Medium stopped and then for some reason the TV decided, you want to watch This Is Us? And I'm like, no, no, I don't. Okay, I'll give you This Is Us. <laughs> that that just feel like, how do you want to cry this week? <laughs> I don't want to cry. Have you got your tissues? I have a sad story for get, you. Get out of here. <laughs> Well, that's beaches. Here, I'll, I'll give you the uh, the very. Would short you synopsis. like some sad story? <laughs> Would no. you like some sad stories? A privileged, rich debutante and a cynical, struggling entertainer share a turbulent but strong childhood friendship over the years. Oh, beaches! And someone dies. <laughs> well, yeah. They, I mean, you can see her in her deathbed, even in like the photo. Like, yeah, <laughs> she just slowly dies over the course of the movie. It's a real knee slapper. Uh, that'll be next episode. <laughs> All right, hype. We'll do we'll do a funny Bette Miller one after that. But this one is important. Like there is a it is like one of those quintessential Bette Miller movies, and you see how good of an actor she really can be. So there is a good reason to watch Beaches, and a good reason why I, I legitimately do enjoy it. Besides the comically <laughs> way way too sad nature of it, uh, I, I'm I'm excited to watch it. Quick round of plugs. Say goodbye. For this show and every other show on the ATH Network, check out ATHpod.com. Uh, over at Binge Buddies, we are uh, kind of having a similar problem that we are over here at BTH, where uh, release schedule is kind of little. Um, but we are in the middle of season two of what we do in the shadows, and we're having so much fun talking about it. Uh, we have uh, Brain Scrambles just came out recently, and then we have uh, the... I'm blanking on the name of the next one. Just great episodes. They're a lot of fun. I forget the name of the actual episodes <laughs> of the, the TV show. But uh, we had so much fun talking about all of them, and we do every week. It's it's a blast. Um, I guess I'll plug uh, Demon Days like I usually do. We've had a we had a good run before the holidays started to hit uh, of week after week of exciting adventures in the Shadowfell as our heroes are finding uncovering dark secrets from their dark pasts for a dark future. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, darkness, but it's darkness, been darkness. Black it's been fun. Black <laughs> it's been fun to be back and just on a regular weekly schedule, and then the holidays hit, and so <laughs> it'll be a little bit more sporadic, just getting us through Thanksgiving, and then some of December, and all that. But you know, we'll get there. We're always releasing content when we can. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, that's all that matters. <laughs> well, we have busy jobs and stuff. And yeah. Life. It's tough, man. Life is chaos. Chaos is life. I got nothing else. Should we just say bye? <laughs> bye. Bye.
bleeding and bleeding. Bleeding. <laughs> See you later, bozos.